This is the Storm Report. We'd like to welcome you into another episode of the Storm Report podcast in association with the Storm Report Radio Network. The date is Wednesday, June 10th, 2020. I'm your host, Tommy Castor. Before we get started, I want to remind you to hit subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. We're on all the major podcast platforms out there like iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, and many others. And you'll be notified anytime we have a brand new episode. On top of that, we invite you to visit our website, thestormreport.com, where you can listen to the podcast as well. You can also get interactive radar, your custom forecast, and much more. Again, that's thestormreport.com. On social media, you can follow us on Facebook at the Storm Report Radio Network, and you can follow us on Twitter at the Storm Report. We're joined today on this episode of the Storm Report podcast with president and meteorologist of the Storm Report Radio Network, Dan Holiday. Dan, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, you bet. It's been uh, kind of an active week the past couple of days, and uh, now that uh, activity moves a little bit further north. Yeah, we were speaking right before we came on the air today that we believe this is the first podcast episode we've done where there is actually a moderate risk of severe weather, which is one step above the enhanced risk of severe weather. So definitely uh, some severe thunderstorms likely in the Great Lakes area. Dan, why don't you tell our listeners exactly what the setup looks like for today? Well, first of all, at the time that we're recording this podcast, there's already been a severe thunderstorm watch, which has been issued for uh, portions of West Central and Southwestern uh, Michigan, parts of Lake Michigan, and that is in effect until 6 o'clock Eastern time. But the risk areas from the Storm Prediction Center uh, do cover a large part of uh, Michigan. In fact, uh, areas like Detroit, Toledo, Ohio, uh, Lansing, all in this moderate risk of severe weather. And that uh, also is surrounded by an enhanced risk of severe weather, including some major cities, Cincinnati, Columbus, Cleveland, uh, Akron, Ohio, and Fort Wayne, and then surrounding that is a slight risk of severe weather, which stretches into Indianapolis, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, also areas like Louisville, and even Lexington, Kentucky, and Chicago, Baltimore, Washington, D.C., Charlotte, North Carolina, Milwaukee, all in a marginal risk of severe weather. So pretty much an active setup there across that entire region. The interesting scenario here is we aren't looking at a tornado outbreak today. We're looking at um, and, and this is kind of interesting. We're looking at a higher risk of widespread damaging winds. And so the uh, atmosphere is a little bit more conducive to seeing that and some large hail as opposed to the tornadoes. There will be probably some tornado reports, but much more in the way of widespread, uh, widespread wind damage reports with this speci- uh, specific setup today. Dan, one of the questions that I have about this severe weather setup is, uh, yeah, I've seen uh, you know some some folks talking about the remnants of Tropical Storm Crystal Ball in part contributing to what we might be looking for later on today. Can you speak to that a little bit? Well, not often do we see this much moisture get this far north. You know, typically the central and southern plains, the deep south, are often rich with moisture this time of year, which is what aids the thunderstorms in developing and giving them the fuel they need to be severe. In this case, the Tropical System Crystal Bowl, now the remnants of that sort of headed north from Louisiana into Arkansas, Missouri, Iowa, and then spread into Minnesota and Wisconsin, and that got pulled into this low-pressure system, which is uh, wrapping the moisture around it, and it's giving them the very high uh, dew points that they need to fuel thunderstorms, and you combine that with the strength of the upper-level low, which we'll get to in a little bit, but that is, uh, that's what they needed in the northern part of the country. This is oftentimes not really when you would see severe weather in the northern plains. It's more like July and August 
and you rarely see a moderate risk in places like Michigan and Ohio anyway. Let's talk a little bit about the language that the Storm Prediction Center in Norman, Oklahoma uses. So we throw out terms like a moderate risk or an enhanced risk or a slight risk. Uh, For folks that are, are not familiar with that terminology, can you break down a little bit about what that means? Well, the highest level of risk is obviously a high risk, and that's when you're looking at uh, a a situation where you have widespread severe weather, possibly a tornado outbreak, Um, and then it just sort of of goes down from there. It's almost color-coded, almost like on the back of what you would see on detergent. But uh, basically, when you get to a moderate risk, it is a concentrated area of uh, severe weather. And, you know, a high risk looks like you're going to have a widespread outbreak of a lot of activity. Moderate is the next level down where oftentimes you'll see a few tornadoes, could be a strong one or two in there. And then you'll see uh, numerous thunderstorms close in proximity together. And so the moderate and high risk, sometimes there's not a whole lot of difference between the two other than the fact that in the high risk, you could get multiple rounds. But you move your way down to an enhanced risk. That almost is uh, certain that somebody will get some severe weather um, in the area. Could be tornadoes, could be some large hail and damaging winds as well. And then a slight risk, a little bit lower, which is coded in the yellow color, is uh, oftentimes conditional. It's what we had yesterday over portions of northeast Kansas and northwestern Missouri, where there was a chance of tornadoes if things developed. But in that situation, Um, Some of the storms just could not break through the cap in the atmosphere, a layer of warm air up in the atmosphere. So because of that, it was uncertain as to the um, the magnitude of severe weather. So for that reason, they issued a slight risk. And then a marginal risk often surrounds that, which means that, yeah, you could have a few strong to severe thunderstorms, but they were going to be more widely spaced out in aerial coverage. So really, uh, it doesn't mean that you'll necessarily have more Um, It just means that they are closer together in proximity, and it certainly doesn't mean anything in the way of tornadoes in the scenario today because this is uh, more of a widespread wind damage event. We're talking with Dan Holiday from the Storm Report Radio Network here on the Storm Report podcast. Dan, one of the uh, the interesting um, aspects of uh, this this storm system for today is just the overall population uh, that it's impacting, and a population that uh, is not necessarily used to severe weather this time of year. Uh, you spoke about some of those major metropolis areas like uh, Detroit, Toledo, Fort Wayne, uh, and, and some of those other cities. Um, we're looking at a potential of you know 40 million people uh, plus potentially impacted by some very damaging winds later on today. So uh, the preparedness for, we always talk about what the preparedness looks like in the event of a tornado outbreak. Uh, is the preparedness relatively similar when it comes to damaging winds? It is in this scenario, yeah, because you're looking at wind gusts that could be, um, yeah, it could be in excess of 70, 80 miles per hour with some of these storms, possibly even higher and folks in uh, Detroit just are not used to the situations like this. Um, oftentimes, we'll get severe weather that rolls through the Ohio Valley, um, Indiana, places like that. But when you talk about you know, uh, Michigan, they just don't often see this type of severe weather. So treat it as if it were a tornado. That's the best advice we could, we could give you. Um, find a basement. Um, number one, if you don't have a basement, interior hallway on the lowest floor away from windows. Or if there is a public... Um, a shelter nearby in your city or your county that you're familiar with might uh, check on that to make sure you have a safe place to go as the uh, situation warrants today. 
Dan, you're based in Kansas City. I'm based in Wichita. And uh, probably the big weather headline in this part of the country from the past 24 hours or so uh, has been the winds, the non-thunderstorm wind gusts that we saw roll through the state of Kansas uh, and a cold front that moved through the state of Kansas as well on Tuesday. Uh, saw a lot of reports of damage, downed uh, trees, and uh, even some downed power lines across the state. What caused that? And um, yeah, obviously, you know, folks probably not super prepared for non-thunderstorm wind gusts as they would be for actual thunderstorm-associated wind gusts. Uh, so I guess let folks know sort of what caused that. Well, the uh, the low-pressure system was at one point, I believe, measured around 995 millibars, which is a very, very deep low-pressure system. And what low-pressure systems do is they uh, they oftentimes will pull in um, a higher... They'll pull from a higher pressure because... The, the whole objective of, of the earth and the atmosphere is to even itself out. And so when you have low pressure one place, it's trying to grab some, some uh, higher pressure levels to even itself out. And when it does, it causes a pressure gradient. And when there's uh, very little difference in, uh, in, in space and distance between a low and a high pressure system, oftentimes the, the gradient itself can create extremely strong wind gust. And as deep uh, and as low as that pressure system was overall, it caused wind gust at times much like what you would get with a tropical storm or a hurricane or even a severe thunderstorm. We saw wind gust at 71 miles per hour near Hill City, Kansas, 72 miles per hour in Elkhart, um, 75 miles per hour also in parts of western Kansas, even in the northeastern Colorado. So um, it was just, uh, it was unusually strong. There was some minor damage that occurred with that. And that's one of the reasons that the National Weather Service issued a high wind warning for much of the central plains yesterday, because not only was it causing problems with strong winds, but it was picking up dust because we haven't had a lot of precipitation in the western plains, the high plains. So in places like the Oklahoma, Texas panhandles and western Kansas, it was blowing that dust into the central part of the state, creating a haze. And in some cases, reduced vis visibility where folks just could not see when they were out on the road. So. It created a number of hazards. It's a little rare that it that it happens, and oftentimes that may be what we see more like in April. But um, it was an interesting setup yesterday, and a lot of downed trees, some power outages certainly reported with that low, and that's what's going to be the culprit in sort of fueling the severe weather event here today in the Great Lakes region. The strongest wind gust uh, in Kansas was reported in Scott City, Kansas, in the western part of the state, where a 78-mile-per-hour wind gust was recorded. Uh, and like Dan mentioned, some damage as well, uh, including a tree which blew over onto a house in the Scott City area. And then those wind gusts uh, moved from west to east through the state of Kansas. And one other point about this strong cold front that moved across the state of Kansas on Tuesday, prior to that, uh, it caused a bunch of snowfall in northern Colorado and southern Wyoming as well. In fact, I saw photos of uh, six to eight inches of snowfall in, you know, early to mid June is very rare, Dan. It, it is very rare. And, and in fact, um, there were a lot of reports coming from, I want to say it was uh, Laramie, Wyoming. There was uh, from the National Weather Service there. There was quite a bit of um, interesting views of the snow where some of the highways were covered. You would think it was November or December, or even January, uh, with the way that the weather was playing out. So yeah, some of the higher elevations certainly got snow. And interestingly enough, um, this, this system caused cool weather, rain and snow in Northern California last weekend. And just sort of a, a heads up, 
This came from the Gulf of Alaska. We have another low coming out of the Gulf of Alaska, and it's going to move into Northern California this weekend. It will also drop temperatures in the 60s for the high, 40s for the low, and bring in chances of lower elevation rain and higher elevation snow. So this, I don't have the exact track on where that low is projected to go, but we could have another strong low pressure system coming in to the central part of the country next week. So why don't we recap the severe weather threat for today again, because there are some major cities that are potentially under the gun, including Detroit, Michigan, Toledo, Ohio, Lansing, Michigan, and then even in the enhanced risk area, cities like Columbus and Cleveland, Ohio, also Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana, uh, and then in the slight risk area, Indianapolis, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Buffalo, New York, and then even down into Louisville and Lexington, Kentucky also. So Dan, how about just a quick recap on what the setup looks like today? Yeah, well, and one thing we might mention is uh, if you happen to hear us refer to a certain level of risk where you are, um, just because you're not in that moderate risk does not bring you out of the woods for a chance of tornadoes or strong winds. You could certainly have it anywhere in the marginal risk as well. We've seen some of the the more interesting weather setups occur with uh, uh, tornadoes, some of them large, even in marginal risk areas. And so that covers a wide area from all the way from the Gulf Coast of New Orleans uh, into Alabama, Georgia, uh, Tennessee, including Nashville, Bowling Green, Kentucky, Evansville, Louisville, on up into uh, the Ohio Valley. But the area we're most concerned about is uh, more than likely it's going to be eastern Michigan later on today, and that will include Detroit, uh, places like Lansing, Toledo, Ohio, as you mentioned, and also Sterling Heights. Now, uh, surrounding that area is another significant severe weather risk, including Columbus, Cleveland, Cincinnati, and Fort, Ra- oh, Fort Wayne. And this is a very rare moderate risk of severe weather uh, that's posted for, uh, and even an enhanced risk of severe weather for that matter, posted in this part of the country. We're looking at the chance of a few tornadoes. The main risk is going to be widespread damaging winds, could be in excess of 60, 70, even 80 miles per hour as these storms get going later on today, tonight, and into the overnight hours. Yeah, certainly if you live in that area, you know, especially in the moderate area, even the enhanced or slight risk area as well, uh, just make sure that you're prepared for uh, that severe thunderstorm threat and you have your plan uh, in place. Again, it is relatively rare for that part of the country to be seeing the potential for severe weather this time of year. It's Dan Holliday. He is the president and meteorologist from the Storm Report Radio Network here on the Storm Report Podcast. Dan, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. And don't forget to hit subscribe. That way, anytime we have a brand new episode of the Storm Report podcast, you'll be notified. Again, you can find us wherever you find your favorite podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, and others as well. You can visit our website, thestormreport.com. Of course, follow us on Facebook at the Storm Report Radio Network and on Twitter at the Storm Report. Until next time, I'm your host, Tommy Castor. You've been listening to the Storm Report podcast in association with the Storm Report Radio Network.